Australian Futsal community. We're here live with uh, Australian Futsal podcast number five. We, we always bring special guests, people that can have a unique, something unique to talk about. And today is not different. You have, today we have two very special guests. First one, CEO of Pro Futsal, Elder Abrams. El, how are you? Thanks for accepting the invitation. Uh, not a problem. Thanks for having me on. I really look forward to talking to you, El. Know you for so long, and it's going to be a great opportunity. Alex, first time I get to see you, first time I get to talk to you. Thanks for accepting. Thanks for joining in. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to to be with you guys, and uh, an honor to be uh, on the same show as El. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Julian, my co-host. Uh, Julian, always good to to have you as a co-host, man. You do an yes, amazing man. job. Coming our thing, isn't it? Looking forward to having a chat well, there. It's going to be great. Uh, guys, uh, Pro Futsal has been very successful in the last 10 years. But uh, for the ones that don't know, El, let's start with El. El, can you describe what Pro Futsal is, uh, the, the programs that Pro Futsal offers, the services, and its mission? Um, yeah. Ooh, it's been a long journey. <laughs> but, um, look, part, part of what the goal was when we first started was just to take futsal mainstream like we wanted to get out there and and be recognized um when i first started the pro futsal project uh we started off as wa state futsal we um my business partner raj who's now based in raj albuquerque is based in melbourne at the moment uh he and i were close friends for many many years and we always wanted to do something together. His passion was basketball and anything else that wasn't futsal. So it was a bit of a challenge to get him involved. <laughs> but um, I think when he saw the similarities between the two sports, it was something that, you know, he wanted, he quickly jumped on board with. So we started off running leagues and then, you know, we um, decided to take the plunge and open up our own centre. Very good. We're going to get to the early days very soon. Mm -hmm. But right now, so for people that want to know about ProFutsal right now, what ProFutsal offers uh, in the in nowadays? Um, so the focus for us is pretty much helping the clubs develop. Uh, it's not so much about us as ProFutsal. It's about building futsal within the communities. Uh, and what we found was, especially with the individuals that were getting involved, is that they had their own visions of what they wanted from a club, uh, what they wanted from a league and stuff like that. So for us, it was about being able to build something that was sustainable and something that the clubs could then take on and, and grow themselves. Uh, the thing I love about what we do is, and the leagues especially, is you know, each they're all quite individual. So there's, it's not like one person is telling them how to play or one person is telling them how to run their club. It's, it's all about the individuals putting all their ideas together. So, you know, we have, we have leagues running. We have, um, we have travel. So we take teams away. But we encourage the clubs to do all of the things that we do. So a lot of clubs run their own social leagues. Um, we have at our centre that we opened up in Bibra Lake, we have two courts. We have 
Um, we have a cafe, uh, our partnership with Macron, which <laughs> pretty much saved us through COVID uh, with, with the growth of, of the brand and, and just them being, you know, wanting to be part of, of the journey of the long-term goal. So we had a conversation with them about what our plans were and what we wanted to do. And, you know, thankfully, we, thankfully we've got a brand that, you know, is happy to be part of that journey. So, you know, we have a print lab, we have teamware, we have um, retail store. So we have all those components within, within Pro Football. Perfect. Very well explained. That sounds... Um... That sounds fantastic, uh, L. Um, moving on, Alex, I got a question for you. Um, yes, mate. This is something that's been uh, uh, interesting for me. So recently on the show, we've had um, uh, all the heads of futsal in uh, Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, and that's the that's um, that's the title of their of their position. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering what's the difference between them and you because your title is business development manager. Can you yeah. can you tell us and our listeners a little bit about your role in um, in, in Football West and, and why uh, if there are any differences and and, and what are you um, what what's basically your mission and what are you guys out there what what do you do out there? Yeah, I think just in regards to that, there are New South Wales and Victoria are in a, in a good space where they can run their own competitions at a member federation level. With us here in WA, what we're trying to do, and part of my role, is grow futsal, grow football, get more people playing the different types of football and futsal as well. So what, yep. what we do here is rather than reinventing the wheel, we work hand in hand with, with Pro Futsal, with L, and help them grow the numbers rather than us starting our own competitions, having our own facilities and all of that. We work with people like L to, to help grow their numbers. And realistically, it, it's about using people that know the game better than us and ensuring that they are there to to get people playing. And and they're running the best competitions in WA. They're running a lot of games. They're running a lot of different types of futsal. So for, for me personally, it's about growing and getting more people involved. Um, and part of that is, is um, working with Al and, and different parts of football as well. That's great. That's such a – I think that's a fantastic model, isn't it? Because then you – you get to it's a lot of synergy there because then you use whatever resources you have, but then you lean on the expertise of L, and then and then it doesn't suck away the resources that you don't have, and then you need to start something. So basically, L uses what he has, and then and then you you use whatever's at your disposal so that you basically get, I suppose, uh, a wider presence in the community. Was that an intentional yeah. thing, or did uh, you just absolutely? Yeah, Julian, 100%. The, the thing is here, what we don't want to do is, is split. We don't want to get people playing in five, six different types of futsal competitions. We want to have a strong futsal competition and working with pro futsal, this is the best way that I think we can do it. And it's about, with Football, football West have got a great reach of 50,000, 60,000 people. It's about promoting to our database, to our people, about futsal and different types of futsal that are, that are being played. Um, at, at Pro Futsal, and, and it's really about growth and getting more people playing there. If you look at it, the other thing is you look at all the different um, local governments with their community centres, they play, they have all these different futsal competitions. It's about growing them and directing them into into these futsal comp well-run futsal competitions as well. That's I think the, key, the key that um, Alex 
pointed out there is reinventing the wheel or not reinventing the wheel. It's the same for us. Um, you know, you've got a governing body that governs the sport. They have coaching courses. They have all, all these uh, opportunities, state teams. We've never, ever wanted to run state teams. We, we're not a governing body. We don't run um, futsal in that capacity. So they've got all the guidelines. They've got all the, you know, all the pathways for the players. Um, we just, like Alex said, we just need more people playing. Uh, for me, it was about getting people into a more professional environment. Hence the name Pro Futsal. It's about being pro futsal and, you know, trying to do things a bit more professional because at the end of the day, the sport is seen as a social sport. You know, futsal is a development tool for football. That's how it's always been seen. But, you know, as we all know, there are opportunities for players to become professionals and, and play at the highest level. Yeah. Absolutely. So is that that's the that's the that's the end goal, isn't it? Like just to, to grow the sport in a way that's um, yeah. And I think I think what's important here as well. It's not just the players. We've also got referees and, and coaches as well. Like, like El had just said, for us, we've run I think about three or four different referee courses now, where we've got a lot of our eleven aside um, football referees now actually doing futsal referee courses. So that can then entail them becoming futsal. Um, referees and they can they can go out and use their expertise as a MPL referee then now refereeing potentially in the state league at, at Pro Football as well so that's one of the goals we're trying to get is having the best of the best continuing to do that but then also for them to mentor the younger ones coming through as well so it's, it's always important to, that we've got to remember the community uh, grassroots level and help them grow and, and becoming uh, better referees better players better coaches as well yeah, it's, it's, it's all very exciting. Uh, sorry, it's, it's all very exciting. Sorry, Andre. Go it's a bit of a misconception in that um, a lot of people believe the role of the governing body is to run leagues or competitions and things like this. But you got to you got to remember, you know, the FA in England and um, even even the NBL. They're not they're not run by the governing body. They're all they're all independent. So. You know, as a governing body, it's about the grassroots, it's about community, it's about growing the sport, it's about those coaching and development programs. And, you know, to then have to run leagues as well and do all these other things, you know, something's going to give. And, you know, whether we like it or not, football governs futsal. So, you know, they've also got football on their plate. So, you know... Um, by us coming in and providing that service for them and, you know, that's our business, that's what we do is grow the sport. Together, we're, we're both achieving what we need to. So it has been a very successful partnership so far, hasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, we still talk to each other, yeah. so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look, it, it's very exciting what everything you guys are saying and uh, Julian and I just get, get excited, we want to keep on going. But I want to go back just a few steps and before we keep on going with this with this topic, uh, before you guys, just quickly, before you guys were involved in futsal, what were you guys doing? So what, how are you going involved in futsal? You can even go earlier, where you, where you were born, where you grew up, and then how you found futsal for the first time. Let's start with El. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my, my background is, is obviously football, um, soccer. So my dad, 
my dad played for Fulham and he coached uh, coached in Zambia uh, in Africa and that's where I was born. Um, born in Zambia, grew up in England, went to boarding school over there and then came to Australia. Um, so growing up, it was always football, playing soccer. Um, and then uh, as is pretty much luck and I, and I love I love to be able to thank people along the way for anything that I've been able to achieve and it was actually uh, Morris O'Terry who uh, got me into futsal and took a team over to nationals when we were younger. Uh, from those nationals there was an opportunity to trial with the national team. Um, I wasn't one of the original players to get out but players pulled out so I jumped in. I've always been the sort of person that, you know, pretty much says yes to anything. So anything that gets thrown my way, it's like, sure, why not? You know, what's the worst thing that can happen if you weren't doing it before or, you know, anything like that? Why not, you know, have a go? So, yeah, went to the trials and wasn't successful, came home and, um, yeah, then got called back in as a last-minute replacement. Uh, went on a trip to Brazil with part of a Australian development side, um, and then from a, from that trip came back and then got asked to play for the Australian national team. So went and then played the uh, Mundialito Cup in Brazil, and it just sort of went from there. But what year what year was that? Uh, 95, 94, 95. So. Um, part, part, of, part of the reason why, um, you know, I'm so passionate about growing futsal and taking it to another level, especially in WA, is 95-96 was the last time anyone from WA played for Australia. Uh, and that, for me, is actually quite embarrassing <laughs> to say it out loud because when I see the amount of talent we have in WA, um, it's, yeah, it actually saddens me. So part of the goal was to create an environment where, you know, the up-and-coming talent can have, have that opportunity to, you know, one day play for, for their country. Um, yeah, that caught us by surprise, didn't it, Julian? We see so many amazing players there. Young yeah. Tyler, for example, it's a player that Absolutely. we cannot see him in the in, in the future in the Futsal Rules, for example. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's so many fantastic fantastic um, players that play out in the in the in the pro futsal league um and obviously because of my connection with um rafa and murdoch i follow that a little bit and the, and the youth leagues like the younger players they're full of yeah. talent and the younger ones are fantastic to be really honest with you they really should be breaking into i think the, the problem is the distance as well but it's fantastic it's always been hard for wa in that respect um which is why we've always looked at um, you know, taking teams and players overseas to other countries and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's it's always about getting those players that exposure. Um, so, you know, fortunately, we've had players that have been able to get contracts to play overseas. Uh, unfortunately, it's out of our control what happens with the national team and state teams and stuff like that. But, um, and, and that sort of thing should be coming from us. It, it should be, especially when you've got these clubs that are putting so much effort into now developing the players. Um, for us now, you know, pretty much every state league team we have has a, has a youth side. So, you know, 
Um, I think Cumbrae just recently posted a picture of the third generation player that came through their ranks. I saw that. Uh, and that, that sort of thing is exactly what we're talking about. Uh, for me to be able to give somebody like Nesta the opportunity to, number one, live in Australia, to create his own club, and, you know, three, he's, you know, in the next 12 months, hopefully we should see him in his, in his own venue. So, you know, that's, that's our goal. And with the support of the governing body, you know, Football West, with all those other opportunities, it's, you know, that club is now pretty much technically a, a pro club. So, you know, uh, you, you have managed to be very successful. That's for sure. Uh, and what about business-wise, uh, as a career? What, what were some of the other jobs you have you have have had in the past? Um, so, started off in um, well, that's when I first met Raj. I worked at he and I worked at Target um, before I left to go uh, play futsal interstate and overseas, and then. Um, yeah, I worked for Cabri Schweppes for about nine years. Went pretty much through from entry level merchandiser through to corporate account manager, managing all the corporate accounts for the for the business, um, and then moved on to Pfizer. Worked with them. All, all those corporate roles gave me the opportunity to understand business a little bit better, uh, and also helped help put me through some courses. <laughs> So, you know, franchising courses, business courses, understanding, you know, uh, marketing courses. So, you know, there was, there was no reason for me that a sport like futsal couldn't enter that kind of um, environment. So part of the goal was once I moved on from that, it was to take all that experience and contacts that I had with that into, into the sport of futsal. Very good to hear. El, the only thing I would ask is for you to move that Corinthians flag from the background there. It's going to give us bad luck. <laughs> like hurting your eyes, is it? I bet he did it's, that on it's, purpose. It's really, that's something that it's the only thing that I'm not happy with so far. Uh, Alex, <laughs> what about you? Uh, how was your upbringing and your experience in the past? Let, let, let us know a bit more about you. Yeah, so my, my past, uh, again, very similar to El. Um, <laughs> he's got a bib on now. I'll call it a bib. <laughs> um, so yeah, I played. My dad was a professional footballer in Europe, um, out of Greece, uh, and obviously the blood ran through. So I was born in Australia, first generation Greek, uh, born over here. So I played uh, football from the age of four. I've, I was lucky enough to represent WA at all different age levels, including seniors, and then also I was. Uh, how scary it is! A nineteen ninety seven, uh, no, nineteen ninety five under seventeen Joey. So I was lucky enough to, to represent at that level as well. Um, from there, I played. Um, I did play a few, and it was the old NSL uh, games there, um, and then also state league, Premier League, over two hundred and fifty games, which is now the the MPL uh, as as it's known. So I played all through that. Um, once I'd finished playing, um, as a joke. Uh, I, I was asked to, to become a referee. Um, so a I said, yeah, well, okay, we'll try. So here we go. And I ended up becoming a, an MPL. So I went through. I'm now a level one AFC FIFA level um, referee, which entails similar to an A-League ref. Um, I'm also an A-League, a level one assessor as well. And um, so I've refereed MPL, assessed some A-League referees. And so in terms of that, 
I've been an administrator. I've been a board director at club level. Um, in my past life during that period, I worked in advertising um, for the Sunday Times, which is a news limited paper, um, as an advertising director there. And back in nine, well, sorry, 2013, I moved to Football West um, as a club development um, manager. And I have been, yeah, obviously been there now eight years. Um, different roles from that to head of member services, which ran all competitions in WA, right through to where I am now with uh, as a business development manager. So Futsal sort of came in part of that competition growth um, and part of that was obviously to to build the relationship with Pro Futsal and ensuring that we have, one, a good relationship with them and, two, we, we get more players playing futsal. Um, and, and that's the important thing. And, and the, the big thing there was sort of in our off-season, back in those days we played indoor soccer with the old big yellow tennis ball. Um, so that's off-wall. Yeah, it was, you know, rebound. It was rebound then for us. Um, so basically, I've sort of started at that level, but it, I think it's important that, especially for players these days, for me to watch them, their skill levels at futsal to outdoor is, is two different two different animals. The skill level is different. You know, the pitch is so much bigger. You can get away with a little bit more. You know, in outdoor, you go into futsal, you haven't got a quarter of the time that where you would as an, an outdoor player. So for me, if I played futsal, I'd be in all sorts of trouble. I was all right as a left back because you had a bit of time to to get your, your first touch back under control. Futsal, you've got you haven't got that chance. Um, so I find that exciting, and, and for me, that's where futsal's come in. Um, and, and it is, I think, it's an exciting game. It's a quick game, um, but yeah. So that's how it's all come about, really. How I got into futsal. I was about to ask you there, Alex. Uh, well, clearly you had you were. I, I didn't get to watch you, but clearly you you, you had to be good to play two plus two hundred games in the NPL. Back then, uh, but good players around me, it helps. The, the other thing that helps back in those days, there wasn't many left footers. So, if you're a left footer, you're okay, you're going to get yeah, in. No that's problem. true, that's true. If you're left foot, always helps. Yeah, but absolutely. Alex, uh, if you had to play football growing up, or if you had the opportunity, yeah. do, do you think that you'd be even better? Or, uh, yeah, I, th I think you would as be. A junior, I think you'd be, yeah, most yeah, definitely, you'd be sharp you in the football? mind. Yeah, I, th I always encourage young players now in their off-season to try and play futsal or even in their current season to play futsal. The reason being is that it's, 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 it's you have to think quicker. You haven't got the time you have in outdoor where you have that extra one or two seconds to think what you're going to do or you've got a last-second thing where you can play a diagonal ball and get away with something. You've got an opportunity. In futsal, you have to think quick and play quick. And I think it's important for young players to be able to get that uh, experience under them to think quick, play quick and, and have a better touch as well because – I've watched some of the, the futsal games and, and honestly, it's the, some of the, the first touch that you see in these games is just phenomenal. Honestly, it's incredible. So, yeah, right, so I have important. a question here for you. Uh, is Football West looking to have football teams registered to the futsal comp? So, uh, for example, fo what I think they, they mean is football clubs registering, registering to play futsal. Yeah. yeah, so we do have that. There's, there's quite a number of teams that are currently playing outdoor uh, in our competitions, but also playing in um, in the pro futsal competition. So, L, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've got um, Perth AFC. They're one that play in our Metro and Amateur competition, in our women's competitions, but also do that. What One thing, and I, we've had this discussion, I've had this discussion with L, one thing that I'm trying to grow is make our clubs becoming a sporting club and not just a football club. So, B, you look in Europe, Barcelona, you know, all these clubs, they're, these these are clubs that are actually sporting clubs. They have a different array of sports under the one banner. This is what I'm trying to do here in, in, in WA. 
and also with my conversations with my colleagues in the East, we need to make our clubs more sustainable by making them sporting bodies. Um, I'm having a discussion at the moment with a club which currently has men's, women's, um, they're now doing netball, cricket, believe it or not, darts, and now they want to look at joining pro futsal as well. So this is what we're talking about as a, as a, as a professional sporting club not just a football club. And I think that's important that we get that into the minds of our clubs that they can grow that way. Alex, you, you, you're getting following, me very excited. Going on, on, on the uh, Perth AFC, they actually started out as a futsal club. Yep. Um, yes. And then they grew. They had about, the, I think they've got about 15, 16 teams um, from juniors through to seniors, uh, pretty much every age group. And... You know, they decided to expand into outdoor and every year they keep entering more and more teams into outdoor. So for them, they've got the futsal players playing all year round. They can bring in those same outdoor players to come and play futsal in the off-season. Uh, and during the season, they can develop some of the other players in futsal and have them there for, for football when they need them. So it's probably the first and only club that I know of in Australia that has done that uh, and done it successfully. Yeah, it makes sense because if they're playing futsal, why should they go to different clubs to play football for different clubs? Yeah. Why can't they just play exactly. football as the... Yeah. yeah. But Alex, uh, it's it's the first time that we hear someone say about this, that making super clubs, uh, combining football, futsal and all this. And recently I was in Dubai and in Dubai, that's what they had. They had yeah. uh, every club. Obviously, obviously, that is much easier because the clubs are all by shakes. So there is a limit yeah, of money. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, I think the, the database, I have to put my hand up. So I was lucky enough to travel with a lot of the Australian under-19s and, uh, and 23 sides uh, as an equipment manager from 2015, 16, 17, 19, 20. Well, 19, 2019. We were lucky enough. We spent a lot of time in Dubai, a lot of time in Qatar. And this is where I actually first saw it. And yeah. it, it, it's, it just makes sense. It's, it's a no-brainer. Why should a person, like you said, Play for Perth AFC in our competition on a Sunday on a Sunday league in the amateur competition, then have to go and play for Rockingham or vice versa. Vice versa, Perth AFC then having to go and play for you know Spearwood or something like that. It just doesn't make sense. They should be. A, you want we want to you know a lot of clubs say it. We want to bring loyalty to the clubs, players to show loyalty. This is the way we can do it because then they're there. They basically build a family within the club, and that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the interesting thing about last year, as you said, in Dubai, uh, the, the facilities can be shared as well. So a, t a yeah. team that plays football can, can play volleyball, handball, they can do all these sports on the same facility. Everything yeah. is very exciting. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, guys, it is, it is, it's a one-stop one shop. We, all right, yeah. because we, we're getting we're getting very excited here, we're going to go back and, and talk about the relationship between you guys, okay? So uh, how, how does it work? It's the... Pro Foods affiliated to Football West, what, what benefits you get? And if you can just explain a little bit. Else. Do you want me to tell that? Are you happy? Yeah, we'll go. I'd, I'd like to hear your version first. <laughs> yeah, I, well, my version is, yeah, it's pretty simple. I just listen to Al and, and do what he says. No, it's like, <laughs> I think what's one thing we, we one thing that I look at and, and the way I treat and uh, Pro Futsal is I treat it as an association. Similar to here in WA, we have regional areas where 
let's say, for instance, the Southwest, they run their own competitions, so, but they're affiliated to us as an association. With Pro Futsal, it's very, something very, very similar because Pro Futsal is an association of futsal. So I, for me personally, they are an association that run their competitions, which, which is affiliated to Football West, which in turn is affiliated to Football Australia and then FIFA. So it takes, it makes sure that Pro Futsal is actually part and parcel of FIFA. And that's the important thing. Sorry, I missed AFC. I shouldn't miss AFC. AFC as well. And I think that's what's important here is that rather than having individual um, futsal tournament or competitions and futsal businesses, we should try and align them underneath the one banner. And this is what's important, that everyone is aligned. Now, that doesn't mean someone like a Football West comes and takes over. It, it's absolutely not the case. It's about working together and seeing, actually seeing what those organisations and businesses need to ensure that they're run smoothly and, and are run how they need to be run. And if there's any support that we can give, we give it. We, we ensure that these players, for instance, are affiliated to Football West, which means they can play for the state team, which then in turn means they can then play with, with the national sides as well. And that's what's important, that the best players are playing in the best competitions, you know, 12 months of the year. And that's important and it sets a pathway up for them to, to the national level. Right. So, so if I'm just going to jump in here a bit. So, so that means that any player that plays in in pro futsal has to have a registration with Football West, and yeah. and um, and 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 basically you guys work synergistically to 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 to, yeah. to cover the gaps. So, um, yeah. So they register to their club. So it's very. It's exactly the same way as an outdoor player would register. So, for instance, they would register for in this instance Perth AC which is then a, an affiliated club to Pro Football, which then, Perth, then uh, Pro Football is then an affiliated association of Football West. So they become yeah. a Football West, or they don't even become a Football West, they become a Football Australian futsal player. They're a registered Futsal Australia player. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, it's all under the umbrella. So all the clubs yeah. that play under the Pro Futsal banner, uh, all their players are registered yeah. with the club who's registered with Pro Futsal, who's then... Yeah and affiliate of football west so football it's all correct. pretty yeah. it's all streamlined then yeah so then absolutely yeah. cool and it's, and yeah. it's up to us to enforce that like players can't play unless they're they're registered to um football west you know it's, it's part of our guidelines for our leagues and and even just being part of pro futsal so you know so literally by default everybody then becomes um you know, a registered player and, and is affiliated yeah. futsal player, no matter what yeah. level they, they play at. Uh, and that's the key. As we said right at the start, it's about growing the sport and getting the numbers there. And that's what the Federation needs in order to get funding and support to, to give our players and clubs what they need to grow. So right. yeah, that's right. our, our, our role, our position. Right. So, so basically, then, then Pro Futsal run. You know, um, uh, recently um, in twenty twenty, Pro Futsal you ran the uh, AFCC, didn't you? And that was didn't, right. didn't that that came down to to New South Wales as well. Um, yep. uh, Cambio Cumbria came down, um, and and you tried to get through clubs from every every state, and I and yeah. I actually think it's probably the first time anything like that's been done. Um, because I know it's, it's very hard to get non-affiliated clubs to play in an affiliated competition. And it was part of the reason why 
we purposely hosted it in New South Wales to do it at the home of football yeah. and show them, <laughs> that, hey, you know, we th- th- we're doing this for the sport. We're not we're not against. We're not we're not. A, it's it's not like we're not affiliated. Every every player that played that had to be affiliated. The clubs had to be registered. Every club had to get sanctioning from the state governing body um, in order for it to happen. And we used FIFA guidelines. We used FIFA accredited referees. Yeah. Um, we gave them as much, um, you know, made them as part as much part of it as they needed to be um, or wanted to be, really. Um, so, and then just just went from there. So so then so then do you reckon um, the goal is to have some kind of pathway into maybe AFC for for pro, pro futsal? You know, like where you where you um, I don't think that's our call. Um, you know? at the end of the day, we don't do anything it's not like we're telling the governing body to do anything. Like yeah. we're putting the, Everything we put together is because that opportunity wasn't there for people, yep. you know. So when we started a state league, so when we first started a state league, again, shout out to Brian Watkins, who is, you know, coach of the state team at the time. We had no league for the players to play in. We'd everyone would play outdoor. Then we'd get yep. together and we'd go to nationals and we'd get smashed. And then we'd come back and everyone go, hey, we should play more futsal and be more prepared. And then everyone go back to outdoor and then, same thing would happen every year uh, until we decided, you know what, let's break up all these players that are in the state team and each person has to go out and form their own club and then each club will play in the state league. So that's how the state, the SFL was actually started back in 2006. Yep. Um, so, you know, there wasn't a league. There wasn't anything for us. So we just created it. So... You know, part of the demand that came out from everybody was, you know, oh, it'd be great to see a, an inner West versus, you know, a, a Victorian team or a WA team, especially for WA, it was always getting left out of everything. Mm. Um, you know, even even when F League came around, I think um, when the Vipers first won it, you know, over half that starting lineup, the players were from WA. <laughs> so... And every year we got asked to play, but under the conditions that we never had a home game. But for us, it was, you know, we're not going to invest fifty, eighty thousand dollars in a, on a tournament, and the fan base that we created in WA doesn't get to see any of their players. So yeah. um, that's why we never played F League. It was not for not wanting to, but. Um, yeah, the opportunities just weren't given to us that we yeah. needed. Fair enough. Now, uh, so you, you mentioned that all the players must be affiliated, the, the clubs must be affiliated. Now, uh, what, what, what Julian also wanted to ask was, if if the league is sanctioned by, is there talks for the league to be sanctioned by FFA? So, for, for instance, the winner could possibly go to the FC uh, and the state leagues also be sanctioned by uh, FFA. I'm not sure if are they sanctioned. How does that work? I think it's uh, and that's why I was saying before it, it's not our call. Look, if that's if it happens, great. But you know that's a decision that you know 100. We'd love that to happen, but you know 
you've got the other states that are doing things differently. Everything that you touched on right at the start, you know, um, you've got Queensland currently running a, an F league, even though we've got a state league there. Um, you know, whatever whatever the pathway is, um, we'll support whatever the governing body wants to do. But we just obviously need them to know that we're here and this is what we do. And if it helps in any way, you know, maybe something Alex could could answer and <laughs> help us with. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what's important here is we have to take outdoor football and futsal as apples and apples, yeah? We have to have the same. So for me personally, is if we have an MPL competition which is run individually in each state, and as it had been in previously, is the winner of those competitions then going to an MPL national series, I believe it needs to happen within futsal as well. Because if we want to try and – and one of the main principles that Football Australia are trying to do here is, is increase or provide better environment for futsal. And this is one way that we can do it. We can't do it straight away. We know that. But we have to build a way that we can do it. And if that means that, you know, New South Wales or Victoria run a competition or their member run that competition, that's fine. Within Football West here, for, for us personally, it would be how is the best way of getting that competition to be run? And how we're doing it currently is the best way of how we're doing it because there's no point Football West doing it when we haven't got a facility to do it at. There's no point Football West doing it if our clubs haven't got a facility to play home and away fixtures. And this is something that we're we're trying to work with Pro Futsal on to Rockingham having their own facility to be able to play a home game. And this is what's important is that we need to make A clubs sustainable and for clubs to grow. And and the way we do that is by helping them and providing them a good competition to get better players. And and you know what? Having better players, better competitions, better coaches means better sponsors and, and better partners within within the game. And that's how we're going to grow. And that's what's important. Yeah, it, may, it makes sense that uh, you guys will partner up with ProFoot, so, and, and it has been very successful for you guys. Uh, El, uh, going to national-wide now, so I, I know that ProFoot is starting WA, it's been very su successful in WA, but recently you've been ex expanding ProFoot to the other states, so it's if you can correct me the order of the, of the expansion, uh, South Australia first, or I'll yeah. let you go, actually, so if you can just explain to everyone the expansion so far. Um, yeah, so the, the opportunity came first in South Australia with um, what Raf Fresina was running over there. Uh, fortunately, Raf works full-time with Macron. Um, so that was an opportunity through our connections with Macron and everything like that. Um, the synergy just was easy. Uh, he was unable to continue doing what he was doing for futsal and he, he'd done an absolutely amazing job. His club, you know, Adelaide Fusion, always um, always up there in regards to futsal in SA. Um, so, yeah, we, we took over the leagues there um, and, you know, obviously working towards making that uh, similar, if not the same, as how we run things over here in WA. And then, um, you know, we, we were hoping to start something in New South Wales, but, um, you know, everything just sort of seemed to work against us, which... But, you know, that, that hasn't stopped us. We've still got partners over there that we are working with to potentially grow things. Um, and then, you know, Queensland, I think we'd, we'd been communicating with Queensland for a very long time. And I think these partnerships and this growth has really come about by 
having the same uh, the same interests and the same direction for the sport as everyone else in these other states. So everybody that's that we've chosen to work with and have chosen to work with us, it's it's more more because we we share the same vision for the sport um, and the clubs and their members. So Felipe in Queensland obviously has two of his own venues. Um, so the opportunity to work with Pro Futsal and, and grow it and take it to another another level, we've been able to do that. But an official changeover will be announced in the coming months. Victoria, obviously, you know, the, the situation in Victoria made it very difficult for a lot of people and, uh, and an opportunity came our way through what Stephen Campbell was doing in um, over there. Um, a lot of these people have come on trips with us to Spain, uh, to the US and places like this. So we've built those relationships over, over many, many years. So the opportunity with Victoria to obviously um, open up a centre uh, with Stephen. Uh, and, and again, these are partnerships for us. We, we don't come in and tell people what to do. We, we share our experiences of what worked, what didn't work for us. Uh, and the only way we can go forward is by them implementing some of their ideas and plans for what they believe the sport needs. And we just collaborate in, you know, growing the sport and taking it to where it needs to be. So, again, sharing the same vision just makes that, that a lot easier. Right. So, L, um, what... What so? What do you reckon are the advantages for the states um, to be sort of part of pro futsal? I mean, so far you've talked about um, you know you've got all those relationships, and I suppose that's the most obvious one. Um, yeah. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about maybe what are the advantages of of being part of the of, of the pro futsal system? Well, if you go into let's say uh, New South Wales, for example, then yep. What will Pro Futsal be in hand in, work hand in hand with NPL, or will it be seen as a? Even though you're affiliated, will it be seen as a as a competing thing? What are the business? What what type of business agreements does Pro Futsal have with each state? This is I'm just so curious about all this. Yeah, no, no, no. So, um, New South Wales, for example, obviously, having lived and played in New South Wales, I understand. You know, New South Wales is probably ahead of the game in regards to, to futsal and what they've been doing with Premier League and so forth. So we've had a lot of communication with Jordy. Um, you know, Jordan came to Spain with us. Uh, we discussed what we do, how we can help, and same conversations we had with F Football West. Um, and it, it, it's more a case of how can we help, you know, and especially after what happened with covid and a lot of the government, state governing bodies, you know, losing staff and that sort of thing. So we understand their hands are tied and they're they're in a tough position. So we just we just don't want futsal to get pushed to the side and you know nothing happens with futsal because at the end of the day their main focus is football. Let's not forget that. Um, and you know it's a it's a it's a bigger opportunity for them. Um, but futsal is still part of the curriculum. So with New South Wales, it's a case of, you know, what, what are the opportunities? Could we be uh, 
a, a league underneath Premier League? Could we be, could we run Premier League? Could we, so we've put all the options out there on the table. Um, obviously, there are established clubs. So, you know, they have to get feedback from their clubs and what they want to do. Um, so it, it's really a case of what works best for them. At the end of the day, we're going to do something regardless, as we did in WA, whether, whether the affiliation with the governing body is there or not. Until they're ready, um, we're just going to keep growing and doing what we're doing. So, Because at the end of the day, we need to be sustainable. The clubs yeah. need to be sustainable. So we're coming in. We just want them to be able to allow us to register players with them um, and help them grow. So in whatever capacity that is, that's, you know, that's open for discussion. So. And, and now, uh, what what type of business ag agreement do you have with each stage? For example, the the uh, the person that you had an agreement in Victoria, is that the person responsible for uh, Chiron Pro Futsu in Victoria? Or there could be chance of having more centers in Victoria, the same with the other states? Is that a license um, agreement in state? Uh, yeah, so in, with this? each state, it's, it's, there are license opportunities and there are partnership opportunities. So there are some there are some where you know they're just licensing the state futsal league uh there are some that are licensing pro futsal there are some that are talking to us about opening venues so to give you an idea with the venues um we could come in as a partnership or we could come in just as a license they could pay for everything we could pay for everything um it, it all depends on the club or the operator on how they want to run how they want to grow futsal. So we give ideas of how we could potentially help them. So to give you an idea, Bibra Lake, um, one of the clubs that's come in, they've got 20% share. Cumbrae, uh, with what we're doing there, they're looking at a 50-50. Some of the other clubs are looking at a 10% share. Some of them are looking at, you know, starting as 50-50 and potentially going to 100%. So... Mm -hmm. You know, but that's that's up to them. They come to us with what they would like to do. Fortunately for us, a lot of clubs, you know, want us involved, um, which which is great, um, and, and it just means, you know, we we can be there to support them with, you know, uh, like I said, our experiences, our wins and losses, um, hopefully make them successful. It, it's exactly like I said, you know, I, I started with the club. My club doesn't exist anymore. But, you know, these other players and players who played in my club have their own club and they're so much more successful than me uh, and what mm -hmm. my club was. And like I said, as a player, I would love to see a player that would be as successful, if not more successful than me. That's that's where I get the appreciation and um you know, everything that I want to give to the sport is to to see others do better than me. So that that's amazing. That's amazing, El. Um, so so jumping into sort of on a national level and how things are going to work. Um, since you have all these um uh, uh pro futsal competitions now in in um, uh, most of the states all over Australia, um, how will the the state competitions and your uh, AFCC work sort of moving forward? 
So which, whichever the um, State Futsal League or SFL to, to shorten it, whichever SFL league is running in each state, the, the winners will will come from that and they'll have the opportunity to play in AFCC. Um, like we said with um, New South Wales, if Premier League is, is that pathway and we were fortunate enough to have that support from Football New South Wales and allow that opportunity for those Premier League clubs to, to also take part in the competition. It's like Alex said before, to have, to have an environment and an opportunity for the best players, the best teams to all compete against each other is, is exactly what everyone's looking for in regards to a pathway. Um, and, you know, until the governing body can, you know, support something like that or, you know, run something like that, again, we shouldn't be expecting them to do something like that. That's, you know, like I said before, NBL is not run by Basketball Australia. <laughs> Premier League in England is not run by the FA. So even when it comes to a national league, I mean, for goodness sake, the, uh, the A League is no longer run by... Yeah, <laughs> and uh, El, uh, would that would that be for what why age groups? What both men, women? Is that what's the plan for? And when would the the competitions be? And how um, often? If you can, sorry, a lot of questions. Yeah, uh, which one do we start with? Uh, no, so the men, the the women. I think we were really surprised. Um, I have to say quietly, I wasn't surprised, but. It was, it was good that it actually happened, that the women's was probably the most successful of the two AFCC that we did. Um, to see, I mean, those, those, those ladies played in 50-degree heat. They, they had everything and anything that could have gone against them um, when running that competition, and they all came through with flying colours. And, yeah, I was just really proud to, to, see, to see what each club and – how much support each club gave to each of those women's side. Uh, yeah, we're hungry for foods in Australia, aren't they? When they get opportunities, oh. they go for it. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. And, and, and it was funny because somebody came to me during the men's competition and said, uh, I think it was actually Sarah from Queensland, and she said, oh, um, when can we do something like this for the women? And I said, um, yeah, we will do one. And they go, oh, can we do it? at the same time as the men's. And I said, the only, t the only way we're going to do an AFCC for the women is if we do one for them on their own. Um, and a lot of people said it wouldn't work, but uh, I, think, I think they all proved, they proved everyone wrong and showed, um, showed what talent we have. Like, I honestly believe if we have a women's national team, they would be top 10 global. Easy. I, I agree. I agree. Easy. The talent is here. Absolutely. So uh, AFDC coming up will be in Melbourne. We'll be at Mount Evelyn. Uh, the women's tournament will be last weekend of January. And the men will be the first weekend of February, so the weekend after. As always, ladies first. <laughs> Now, El, I saw a post, I think, this morning, and I don't want to put them under, under the bus, but uh, it was from the Pro Futsal ACT saying that there could yeah. be a juniors AFCC. Is that the plans as well? Yeah, well, 
They post but on social it, media. Yeah, it's on social media. It's on Facebook. It must be true. Um, look, it's 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 not it's not outside the realms of possibility. It's um, it, it's it's not on the cards at the moment. But like I said before, if the demand is there and people want it, hey, why not? Uh, I'm open to to put anything together. But you know, as we as we even even with AFCC. Um, I contacted because obviously January is a big month for futsal with nationals um, yes. and, and everything else that everyone else is running. So we we purposely allow all the other organisations to put up whatever tournaments they've got. Um, I checked with Andrew Parks in regards to the Queensland, the Gold Coast tournament because that's one of the biggest junior events in um in Queensland, and we send a lot of teams there as well. So we make sure that our competitions don't clash with theirs. Uh, we make sure it doesn't clash with anyone else's. And if players and clubs qualify and want to play in anything that we do, we welcome everyone and anyone with open arms, so long as they are it's registered. It's very good they <laughs> checked. Alex, that's a question for you. Uh, you so you, you, do, do you run the state teams in football in football west? In yeah, we do. So yeah, we work we work in terms of our junior state teams uh, and and the the tournament that's coming up in January that's run by yeah. football west. Yes, it is. Um, we utilize uh, pro futsal, and I might get shot if it's not happening. Um, <laughs> but we use pro futsal for trials and and having utilize their facility and that's part of our partnership as well where we use um pro futsal so i will be speaking to gary church if that's not the case <laughs> they, have, um, they have been and it's been really successful um, yeah the, so, the problem we've got so, because it's so big our trials there, there's, yeah. there's just such a number of players that we need to look at at all different age groups we do have to utilize different centers uh yeah. pro futsal being one of them um but yeah we, we do run those competitions sorry we do run those state teams um, and should WA be travelling, um, touch wood with Cope, um, I'll, I'll ensure that I'll be one of the team managers going across, that's for sure. <laughs> that's great. We're looking, and then from there, I'll be flying across down, I'll fly down to Melbourne for end of January. Absolutely. Are you, so, so Alex and El, will I see both of you in, in Queensland then if it all goes ahead? If it all goes ahead, you'll definitely see me. Um, I'm hoping to see El. To be there as well, and then um, yeah, come end of January, February. Uh, now that I know about it, I'll you know part of the business development role. I think it would be rude not to go down to Melbourne as well. Oh, I think I Absolutely. think I think that's definitely uh, definitely. Uh, and we got to catch up with Mister Grimmer as well. It'd be good to be face to face for once. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you boys. Up there, guys, we're coming to the last bit of uh, of the of the podcast. Uh, just before we go, uh, El, you've been someone that always being about uh, putting people together and bringing people with you in this journey. Is that how you see yourself? Um, I've, I've always been that way in everything I do um, because I, I genuinely cannot see anyone maximizing their success unless they're able to involve others. Uh, and we can't grow unless, you know, we open up our minds. So even, even the staff at Pro Futsal, a lot of the times I'm asking them, you know, how to do things and why they do things and, you know, allowing them to express themselves and, you know, do things how they want to do it. So for me, I think that's been part of 
you know, what we've been able to do well. And, um, yeah, that's just just the way I've always been, I think. Perfect. Uh, and uh, Alex and El, let's start with Alex. Uh, any future plans, short-term plans, long-term plans related to food so that you guys can review? Anything else that you haven't spoken on the show? I think continue the partnership that we're building um, and ensuring that we build it not just within WA but Australia-wide as well. And I think with um, the, the stakeholders that I've got around the country, uh, I can tell a good story because at, at the moment it's been a great story and, and a great and I see it as a great success as well. Um, what about you, Al? Oh, 100%. The partnership needs to continue. We've got, um, you know, Football West has had an amazing CEO come on board who helped some of the changes with... Um, with Pro Futsal and Football West partnership. Um, so, you know, he, he'll be stepping down, but I'm sure they'll have somebody equally as good take on the position, but um, he will be hard to replace. And, yeah. and um, unfortunately, but I mean, he's staying with Football West, so um, we look forward to continuing that partnership. Uh, in regards to, look, we've got a lot of, a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, venues opening up and, you know, uh, venues from being built to being renovated to being relocated to, <laughs> you know, we've got a lot of clubs that are in a really good position at the moment. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to announcing and revealing, you know, what's on the cards there. But, unfortunately, it's not. It's not all me. I can't take all the credit, and neither can Pro Futsal. Um, so those, I'd, I'd, I'd like it. I'd like nothing more than for them to be the ones to announce what's happening. L, are you gonna have anything in the Northern Territory to cover the whole country? <laughs> uh, I haven't been to the Northern Territory for a long time. So, uh, hey, if there's an opportunity there, why not? I'm not gonna say no to anything. Perfect. Guys, uh, all right, so like always, to finish it off, we play a little game that we always play. It's called the rapid-fire questions. Uh, you have to break the record. The record right now is you have 40 seconds to answer as many questions as you can. You have to be as fast as you can, not too much thinking, just get it out. Uh, the record right now is 11 questions, and the record is being shared with Vinicius Leite, Jordan Guerrero, and Peter Parthimo. So if you guys can beat 11, you're going to be the, the record holder. Who wants to go first? I'll go first this time, I think, just to get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, Alex, uh, I have faith in you. Let's do this. Uh, also, you can always skip questions. If you want to skip, you can, but you lose a point, so it's not really worth it, okay? There's no wrong answers. <laughs> no wrong answers. But I reckon there is. And uh, L's been doing his homework, so he's been, like, watching the shows. And, I'm, like, I'm in all sorts now. Don't worry, I'll be in trouble. You're going to be under oath. You can't lie. That's that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Guys, all right, Julian, you ready? 40 seconds. Whenever you're ready, yeah. Three, yeah. Two, one, go on. Who was better, Pele or Maradona? Pele. Can you speak another language, yes or no? Yes. Favorite holiday destination? Holiday destination. Thailand. Music or silence before games? Music. What's your best characteristic? Personality. Training with or without shin pads? Without. 
Would you rather ski or go to a water park? Water park. Worst sports injury you have ever had? Torn ankle ligaments. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Who would be better futsal player, Messi or Neymar? Five. Messi. Four. What's a nickname you Two. have? Two. Kuda. One. Would Nine. you rather be a futsal coach or a player? Ah, none. Coach. <laughs> Coach, I equal it. Equal, equal, equal. I can't let Jordan beat him. That's it. We can't let Jordan beat him. He did not answer. So, you know, Alex, like... you, you didn't break the record, but you are sharing the top spot. So, congratulations to you. You're 11 I'm points. I'm happy with as the well. share. It seems to me that nobody can break the 11 mark. I think. Um, Andre has to look at how fast he's reading the questions as well. It's less, yeah, that's, that's the problem because I'm improving every four time. Seconds as well. of question. Uh, Alex, I, I've been impressed with everything you said on the show, and you, you, you're finished on a high, so well done. Thanks, mate. L, ready to go? Sure. Three, two, oh, three, two, one. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Let's start again. One second. Okay. Let's go again. Three, two, one. Start. Greatest achievement in your life? Uh, kids. Who were you supporting the last FIFA Futsal World Cup? Uh, Spain. Would you rather referee or goalkeeper? Uh, referee. Is strongest stage for Futsal in Australia? New South Wales. Would you sign Ferro or Ricardinho? Uh, Ricardinho. Training early in the morning or late at night? Early morning. Favorite Jason number? Favorite nine. Favorite futsal club around the world? Barcelona. Your favorite holiday destination? Perth. Would you rather be 10 minutes late or 20 minutes early? 20 minutes early. Four. What's your dream career Three. growing up? Two. Career? One. Sales. Done. That's it. 11 I as well. well. 11. No, <laughs> 11. <laughs> 11. That's the reason why everybody stops at 11. Isn't that? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> guys, like always, you guys shared everything, so you shared the top spots as well. Uh, El, <laughs> thank you so much for joining in. Congratulations on everything you've been doing. Congratulations on getting so many people around Australia together. Uh, but again, thanks for joining the show. Uh, thank you, Andre and Julian. Um, amazing stuff that you're doing. Really appreciate um, your coverage, especially over the World Cup. And I uh, hope you can continue doing what you're doing. And we look forward to catching up one day. 100%. Alex, we just met just before, but um, I'll tell you, I'm very impressed with everything you said. It's a pleasure to listen to people like you and, and people supporting Futsal. So you're supporting Futsal, you got, you got my support. <laughs> Boys, uh, what I will say, Andre and Julian, is an amazing show. Uh, keep up the good work. We, we need to grow the game and we need to grow it with great people like yourselves and Al as well. So it's a pleasure to work alongside you. And uh, as as a lot of people know, I'm happy to help and, and happy to be. If you ever need anything, you know my number, you know where I am. I'm more than happy to help out. Thank you, Alex. Julian, thanks We're for doing being great call. It's always a pleasure. And there, Al, Alex, fantastic stuff. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, guys. Everyone to, Thank thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Our, our next Footsie Australia podcast will be the first one with women's futsal players. So be with Sarah Richter and Rebecca Davis, both from Victoria. So stay tuned for our next Footsie Australia podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next time.